Crypto Watch is presented by theconstantinvestor.com. I'm Alan Kohler, and every day my writing and podcasts put the financial world into context with a focus on the issues that matter. Join us today. It's only a dollar for the first month. And now it's time for this week's Crypto Watch. Greg Demopoulos here with this week's Crypto Podcast, and today it's a double header. Lasanka Pereira, Head of Strategy at Independent Reserve, tells me where to from here for the cryptocurrency space. And Rob Wilson, CEO of Instant Loyalty, tells me about his new customer loyalty system based on the blockchain. Here's Lasanka to kick things off. Lasanka, thanks for joining me today. Can you first just run me through what Independent Reserve is and what the inspiration behind starting it was? Thanks very much for having me, Greg. Um, so Independent Reserve is a an Australian five-year-old order book exchange. Uh, we right now have 100,000 customers based in Australia and New Zealand primarily. Um, our ins- inspiration uh, was back in 2012, 2013, when the only avenue for a customer to buy digital currencies was something you might have heard called Mt. Gox. And when we, when myself, I'm a, I'm a markets, uh, markets and trading guy, when I tried to open an account and buy some Bitcoin in 2012, it certainly didn't uh, conform to my idea of what a uh, consumer-facing financial services business uh, would be. And certainly when my business partner, Adrian, who's the CEO of Independent Reserve, looked at Mt. Gox, it certainly didn't conform to uh, a enterprise-level trading uh, technology um, that, you know, that he was kind of used to building throughout his time. So that was where the idea came. And, you know, we, we had an idea that we could build something with much better much better technology and what much better financial processes and ultimately create something that resembles a regulated financial services business, the kind you see in Australia. And, and that's how Independent Reserve was born. And, and then we incorporated in 2013. And, and here we are today, Greg. You're colloquially known by some as the grandfather of uh, cryptocurrency exchanges here in Australia. Why is that? Well, it's it's quite strange, Greg. Uh, you know, to to be a five year old business, but to in a, in a traditional sense would be a quite a young, early stage business. But but yeah, in the, in the cryptocurrency space, we've we've been around now for five years, and I assume a lot of people in Australia that trade cryptocurrencies have an account. And I think it's to do with the fact that we started so early in the piece when when the industry and digital currency awareness was you know quite quite nascent. And I guess we've really stuck to our guns in terms of of our vision to build build a solid institutional grade gateway into the cryptocurrency economy. So, and I guess we've always had a razor sharp focus and on, on building a business the right way and, and not taking any shortcuts. So, fortunately, a few things have have gone our way, and and yeah, we're still around, and and hopefully for many many years to come. You mentioned that you're focused on institutional investors. Is that where the main focus is now as opposed to, say, retail investors with so many other cryptocurrency exchanges on the market now here in Australia especially? 
Yeah, I look at I look at my competitors, um, Greg, and, and I guess they have quite a, a broad mandate when it uh, when it comes to accepting customers and, and, and targeting customers. Um, but we think we at Independent Reserve we think the next leg up in growth for the digital currency market is the institutional market. So we've spent lots of time and energy and resources building the technology of independent reserve, the trading technology and, and the security to, you know, to what we think is, is quite institutional grade. But, but certainly our focus going forward is to, is to cater to that institutional market. Um, and so, you know, we look at, to talk about some of the things we've done, you know, we've recently uh, uh, been admitted to, to Bloomberg. So Bloomberg are now streaming independent reserves pricing uh, for, for cryptocurrencies in AUD and NZD to all their terminal holders globally. Uh, we recently launched an institutional over-the-counter trading desk for institutions. Uh, we recently took a, a strategic investment from uh, a gentleman by the name of Mike Tilly, who's the who's the former CEO of Merrill Lynch and Challenger. So all of these things are, are steps that we're taking towards, I guess, building out that institutional institutional uh, piece for independent reserve. And what currencies do you currently offer and where are you seeing the most money being poured into? So right now we offer Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin and, and Bitcoin Cash. Um and I, and I guess our focus has always been uh, top down uh, from on, on the bigger major cryptocurrencies, and it, and it always will be. We have some aspirations to be deploying uh, Ripple next, and, and then we'll work our way down that list. So if you have a look at, I guess, our client base, who are increasingly SMSF and, and smaller funds and crypto-focused funds and and, and family offices that are, are going into this space, they're all, they're looking from the top down. So they're looking at Bitcoin first and Ethereum and, and so on and so forth. So that's where we see the money going in. There's been quite a upshift in the Bitcoin price over the past week. Why do you think that's been the case? Do you think it's onwards and upwards from here on in? Well, I think if you, if you recall, Greg, we had quite a peak in the December period. And I think that was, you know, driven by a lot of uh, retail investor interest. And I think some of that's died down and the prices come back. So prices can't stay in, you know, in a depressed state for too long. And I think, you know, this, you know, I think the market's just starting to rebound from that. Um, I think there, there's a misconception between people, you know, with some people in that they think that, you know, a bull market is followed immediately by a bear market and is followed immediately immediately by a bull market. But often there's a very long gap where no one really looks at the market. So I think, you know, we're, we're still in for a, a period of time where, you know, the prices are going to be, you know, there won't be a huge amount of interest. The price will trade sideways. Um, and, and I think that'll be the case for some time, um, for some time to come until, you know, maybe I think we've got the next halvening coming up in a in a year and a half. So I think I think we're still some time away before we see prices, you know, start to move up significantly. Your exchange was the first, I believe, in Australia to be regulated by Austrac. How important 
was it for independent reserve to be regulated by Austrac and the cryptocurrency seen here in Australia more generally when it comes to regulation? Um, you know, we were. Uh, so Austrac started regulation uh, regulating the digital currency in Australia on the 3rd of April and we were, we were very happy with that outcome. Um, so we've been working with Austrac uh, for through, through the Digital Commerce Association and the industry body. We've been working with Austrac to bring these regulations into play for I think about the last two years. So, so for it to finally happen, uh, we're very, very happy. Um, a very big part of what we've been doing with Independent Reserve for the last uh, five years has actually been working with regulators and, and educating the regulation because we view that you know regulation I think is a, is a vital step for the for the growth of the industry and, and to ultimately to bring in those consumer protections. I just want to touch upon Bitcoin scams for a moment. There are a number of them, and I know that Facebook and I believe MailChimp have now banned cryptocurrency-related ads. What are some of your top tips for consumers when it comes to spotting a scam in this space? Well, this is um, this is interesting you ask, Greg. We actually um, so around October or November, you know, we we heard a lot of our consumers, a lot of our customers, and, and a lot of general public going into BitConnect and we actually posted something on our website um, on how to avoid cryptocurrency cryptocurrency scams um, but certainly uh, you know one of those would be to keep keep your wits about yourself you look out for people you know trusted friends that are trying to recruit you into you know uh, schemes with uh, unrealistic profits and daily returns and all these kinds of things um, if someone is emailing you a too good to be true opportunity it most likely is a too good to be true opportunity so but you know speak to the people around you speak to the people that are more experienced in the cryptocurrency space around you and um, yeah just just be really careful and, and I guess one of the the biggest things that we see in our business is phishing scams so people um, using fake uh, websites and fake links and fake email addresses. So just be be really careful. Lasanka, where do you see the market going to from here in terms of growth? What milestones do you believe need to be achieved? I think for the industry uh, broadly, Greg, I, I think for the next big wave of institutional money and next wave of, I guess, consumers to come into this industry there are a few things that i believe are necessary one one is regulation and we're kind of seeing you know austrac being extremely proactive and we've been doing some work with asic as well so that's happening um something else is, is custody solutions i think the market is lacking truly reliable trustworthy custody solutions for cryptocurrency assets and this is something that um institutional funds would would look for and particularly things like um, super funds they'll look for. Um, another is insurance. Uh, we're actually talking to a number of insurers around the world, and our goal is to be one of the first exchanges around the world to, to have uh, insurance of, their, of, of our clients' assets. Um, and I think something that's, that's been, involving, been evolving with this market is access, better access through technology platforms that, enable customers to easily access cryptocurrency trade trading and investments 
um, and also the infra- investment infrastructure like funds. So we've seen funds like um, Digital Currency Holdings, uh, which is uh, chaired by Steve Bellotti, uh, who is X and Z. Uh, we're seeing uh, the Digital Asset Fund, which is headed by uh, Richard Garvin, who's um, X JP Morgan. So guys like these are, are creating the vehicles for institutional money to tip into this industry. And another is risk management. So risk management, you know, you saw uh, CBOE and CME have now listed uh, Bitcoin futures. So, so these things, so a combination of regulation, custody, insurance, better access and, and risk management tools, I, I think will, will be the next few big steps of the industry. And what about the goals of independent reserve? Where to from here for you? Well, for us, Greg, right now, um, we I think we've got something like six or 7,000 SMSF accounts. We'd like to further expand into this sector. Um, you know, we're talking to, I guess, some industry platforms and SMSF administrators as um, SMSF advisors and SMSF administrators that we're working with to, I guess, improve um, our reach into those markets. We'd like to make further inroads into the institutional market, you know, and, you know, further integrate uh, integrate ourselves into the institutional trading platforms and and pricing sources like like Bloomberg and, and, you know, improve, uh, continue to grow our OTC desk. Um, And and I guess something, you know, whilst we've always controlled, while we control most parts of our business, like the technology and the people, there's one component that, we've never really mastered in it and that's, that's banking. So, and, and stable banking is, is an absolutely crucial thing to, to give a customer a really smooth experience. Um, so we can credit customers, you know, instant same day deposits, process fast withdrawals, you know, these kinds of things. So we're always looking for a great banking partner to be able to help these, help us with these things. And, uh, yeah, so I guess that's the, that's the next thing that we will be looking for is, is a, a great banking partner to work with to further build out this industry. What's the demographic of those that hold self-managed super fund accounts? Um, they are younger. So they are, it, they're kind of around the, so if you have a look at our general demographic, they're uh, 18 to predominantly 18 to 35. Um, but if you have a look at our SMSF subset, they're generally around, say, 30 to 30 to 50. Um, so they're, I guess they're investors that have wanted to take their, you know, investments into their own hands. And, you know, maybe they've, they're a little bit disenchanted with uh, money managers that have relied their funds to in the past. So does that mean that these six to 7,000 people simply have a superannuation fund that is wholly cryptocurrency based? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. And we certainly would not advise that. So uh, so these guys, uh, they have a self-managed super fund with, which, is, which has a broader mandate to include an investment into digital currencies. So you know, we don't have full view of their portfolios, but we certainly hope that they take a portfolio view and, and, and diversify their assets. So, yeah, so they have, and, and I would not, I would assume most of those people don't have uh, 
a very high concentration in crypto just because of some of the conversations we've had and and some of the SMSF administrators and, and advisors that have directed those clients towards us. We know, you know, they're, they're quite responsible and capable advisors. Um, so, yeah, we certainly don't think there are many customers that are long 100% crypto and we wouldn't advise it. Well, Sanka, thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much, Greg. Have a great day. Joining me now is Rob Wilson, the CEO of Instant Loyalty, a universal reward system for today's digital world. Rob likens it to a supercharged version of flybys, so here he is to explain how it all works. Rob, thanks so much for joining me today. Can you just first run run me through what Instant is all about? Sure, sure. Um, so Instant is a utility token or an application token that was uh, minted into existence in, uh, in December of 2016, on the back of Australia's first uh, ICO, uh, it resides on the Waves platform. That's the infrastructure that we uh, that we live on. Um, and we're also a team of 16 people um, in Darlinghurst, Sydney, who are totally committed to bringing a sort of a game-changing coalition loyalty product to market. Just so we can get the background over and done with, I believe you spent more than 20 years in the British Navy. How did you end up making the move to the whole blockchain space? <laughs> so, look, I joined up as a boy sailor in 1988. Uh, we were at the height of the Cold War and national security was a thing. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in state. And that probably separates me from a lot of um, a lot of people in the crypto community. But um, yeah, that experience is interesting because game changed uh, over the course of my career. And by the time I was in command of um, HMS Somerset, a British frigate, the year was 2008 and the world had changed a lot. Now, I still have the Queen's Crest on my cap, but it, in fact, I, you know, I, I pretty much work for Uncle Sam. Uh, we're in two wars of you know, sort of dubious ethics, in my view. Uh, we're in the middle of a global financial crisis and I started to feel like I was sort of, you know, winning the wrong race. So I, I took myself back off to school and studied um, over in the States for a couple of years, three years, in fact. I really, um, you know, I was, I was looking for um, the right race to be in. Um, and that started, weirdly enough, with um, um, a career in, uh, in, in financial trading. I sat my Series 3 uh, NFA exam, took on private money in my own time, used to trade the, um, the London Open, the Euro dollar, between 3 o'clock in the morning and 7, just before work. And I gave me a front row seat, really, on some of the shenanigans over in the uh, over in over in New York and the states, and really, a, you know, some sort of growing distaste for the for the path we were travelling down. So, by the time I got to Australia in 2012, and Bitcoin hove over the horizon, I was ready for um, to try something else, really, and you know, to try something or, or, or to look at something which might pierce the status quo. So that was really the appeal for me. We pretty skint when we came across to Australia, but um, I remember um, siphoning off some funds for, from a car loan, funny old thing, um, which found their way into into Bitcoin in the early part of 2013. And and really from then I was hooked and have been involved um, to the extent that I can be in the industry, you know, from then on. I think the thing um, that came through me over, you know, 2014, 2015 was that educating, you know, the education piece, you know, would people pick up and run 
with Bitcoin just because they knew how cool it was, it struck me as a bit of a sham, really. And so I started to look for a product or a problem, a commercial problem, which would connect and, and you know, add some value to the lives of uh, ordinary people and ordinary businesses. And uh, instant loyalty is a result of that, really. Now, with instant loyalty, should we look at it as somewhat of a flybys kind of regime when it comes to cryptocurrency customer loyalty? How does it all work? Yeah, it's interesting you should mention that. You know, when most people think of of the best that loyalty has to offer, they often alight on on flybys. Well, incense like flybys on on speed. Um, even flybys operate an awful lot like fiat currency, right? The the supply is elastic, the the value is opaque, and the value expires. And what crypto brings to the party uniquely is that the value is finite, the value is transparent, and the value never expires. Once it is owned or possessed by the recipient, until such a point that 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 recipient wants to cash it in or trade it out, it's theirs forever. So, you know, it's interesting that um, that's really the best that loyalty has to offer, and crypto enables you to take it into a completely different place. You've just unveiled your beta marketplace site where people can earn uh, your instant tokens on purchases they make with certain retailers. Can you run me through how that all works and when the main site will be uh, launched? Yeah, sure. So we've we've launched the um, the online marketplace in 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 partnership with um, a really cool local firm called Commission Factory. And it's a standard affiliate network play, but their API made it really simple uh, to plug into to our core platform. And essentially what happens is they have um, 600 uh, Australian and indeed uh, global brands that they have a relationship with. And each of those um, advertisers pays a fee for, for publishing traffic that converts to a sale. So what we do is we... Um, we make it possible for people to follow a link on our site to to one of those core sites, and if they buy something, the advertiser pays money to um, you know fiat money to to Commission Factory, who then pay it to us, and we and we share that commission with um, in incense to our members. So if you were to make a comparison, we're very similar to an operation like Cash Rewards with a couple of key differences. And and and, the, and I think the the one I would sort of like to draw your attention to is that with a company like Cash Rewards, because of the calling off period, if you buy something online, obviously Cash Rewards can't pay out until they receive their the money in their bank account. And we're we're intrinsically different to that. As soon as we get notified that a sale has actually happened um, by, if you like, by the electronic relationship between our software and that of Commission Factory, we can actually. Um, we can actually release the, the incense to the consumer with a pending status buy, and that allows them to watch that value and see that value in their wallet, and as soon as, you know, perhaps watch it grow a little, and as soon as um, that sale then confirms, uh, at whatever point that is, we can then release it to them and they can move it off the platform or you know, sell it, do whatever they want with it. And how many retailers at the moment do you have signed up to your platform? So at the moment, we've got about uh, 225 um, online uh, merchants you know, through that mechanism. Uh, but we're quite excited about our, our next release, which is 
We're aiming for the 1st of July. We're trying to um, help regenerate our local area of Darlinghurst with the help of or by partnering with uh, local bricks and mortar merchants. And we have um, about 15 coming on board at the moment. We'll aim to get that to about 20 by the time we launch a beta product. And that will allow them to um, consumers to, to shop as they normally would at any of those businesses and then be rewarded with incense automatically uh, and without any friction at the point of sale. I'm really excited about that tech and uh, I'm looking forward to that going live and see what impact it has on, on Darlinghurst, which has really felt the brunt of the lockout laws over the last few years. And are you hoping to take your platform worldwide or simply just focus it here in Australia? Look, ultimately, you know, wouldn't that be awesome? But I think we need to be realistic. You know, we need to be realistic about our means, certainly in, in, you know, into the end of 2018. But what I can tell you is that um, we're amassing a consortium of, um, of enterprise merchants right now, and the aim is to launch at the back end of this year, um, at the beginning, beginning of November, just before Christmas, with a national campaign and, um, you know, a, a stable of, you know, Tier 1 and Tier 2 partners who can who can benefit in the same way as Darlinghurst uh, when we get there. And what return on investment is there for retailers that sign up to your program? That's an interesting question. Um, and I think that it would be um, foolish of me to, to predict you know, how the value of, of incent will move. You know, I can tell you that um, over, over the course of the last, uh, what, 15 months, the return of investment for any of those, anyone who backed us during ICO has been about 700%. But I also want to be clear that you know, we haven't really been active, in fact, we haven't been active at all in the, in the secondary market at this point. Um, you know, I mean, we're only active in that market when we, when we have to buy incense to meet commitments on the platform. Now, what that does you know, moving forward you know, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't like to state, but the, the bottom line is that Incent is a is a you know a digital commodity of finite resource. So the more you know merchant demands you you pull into that platform against that finite supply, then you know we, we're. I think we can afford to be hopeful that the value will travel north to the benefit of both merchants and consumers. And really, it's it, you know, it's consumers that we're. It's consumers that are really our focus, you know, ordinary Australians. I think that we live in interesting times, Greg. You know, we, we live in times where you know, the Royal Banking Commission, Commission is ongoing. Uh, we have, you know, we've had, you know, trust issues in sport. You know, I wouldn't say that Australians are losing hope, but, um, you know, we put uh, our kids in debt before they draw their first paycheck. We've been enduring wage stagnation since the old king died. You know, you have to wonder, you know, when they, when a young Australian see the, the property market climbing away, you know, what they, how they feel, you know, how they feel about their country and how they feel about the, about the system that they're growing up into. You know, what if we could uh, provide consumers with a little bit of digital value every time they shop, which at least has the hope of, um, of growing a little? You know, that's quite a powerful, um, that's, that's, that's quite a powerful servo. And it's certainly something you know, that we'd like to explore and champion. I can't tell you now, you know, how it's going to go. There's a thousand ways we could fail. But, you know, it's certainly something that I've been happy to sort of um, state my reputation and, um, and livelihood on. And, and the team are completely committed. So, look, you know, we're going to give it our best shot. And who are some of your 
main competitors in this in this area in terms of traditional uh, loyalty reward programs in your eyes? Sure. I mean, look, uh, anyone who is um, who is a who is a loyalty point provider is quite frankly low hanging fruit, as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you gave me the the choice between a a plastic point, the the value of which I didn't know, the value of which was going to expire in a few short months, and I could only spend it back in one store, or a cryptographic token that I could spend or trade anywhere. 24 7 365 years a days a year and have the the potential to climb in value it's an absolute no-brainer um but I, i'm going to be bold here and say that you know i'm putting Qantas and uh, and and velocity on on notice because you know even the value that they that they that they provide to their uh, consumers is 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 absolutely opaque and it's elastic in supply and so the value is only going to go one way and Qantas and Velocity are going to tell you, the consumer, how much it's worth at any one point in time and you can only spend it back with one of their mates. I mean, is that is that where we want to be? You know, I think we can do so much better. Uh, now, you also have a toolbar. Your platform has a toolbar, which I believe rewards users on Chrome that use the toolbar with instant tokens. Why are people getting, say, these tokens for free? What do they have to do in return? Are you using their data somewhat or selling that off? How's your company making money from people using the toolbar? <laughs> I wish that we were. The whole point of the, of, of the, of the toolbar is our first sort of pilot product. We launched it at the very beginning of February. We wanted to understand what a consumer would be prepared to do in return for a small micropayment or crypto. So we made a little toolbar that runs in Chrome. And when you activate that toolbar in your browser, it tracks your top line URL as you go about your business. And we reward incent at the rate of one Australian cent a minute to the maximum of a dollar a day, which sounds like you know, peanuts. Uh, and indeed, you know, it's not a great amount. However, it's a funny thing. Greg, because, you know, when you're going about your business on, online and you're, you're doing your work, maybe, or whatever, every five minutes, a little notification comes up, tell that you're five cents worth of incent, the richer. And then you can log onto your dashboard and see how that value is, you know, is changing over time. It's like a little dopamine hit. And what's, what's really, you know, fascinated and pleased us is not just the take up, but the engagement. People like it. You know, can we afford to do it indefinitely? No, I can't because um, because every time we we issue a token of incense, we go onto the secondary market and buy it back. Um, so, you know, it was just it was just a pilot. It is just a pilot, but um, it's a lovely way of introducing the concept of you know the, of this true value to ordinary consumers just for going about their business. Do we do anything with the data? No, it's it's top line URL data. We're heads down, bums up. You know, building the next release um, right now, and so. So there you are. You know, that's what that is. Rob, as you know, there are thousands of different blockchain projects, new ones coming into the market every day. What does instant loyalty have that many others don't? Interesting question. I think I would, um, you know, the best, I have a fist at it. It's simple. It's very, you know, it's it's very simple actually. It's taking the 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 cardinal qualities of crypto cryptocurrency and applying them to a mass market. 
And if we're successful, we will be connecting um, you know, crypto to, to everyday merchants and consumers around this land and maybe beyond it in a way that gives crypto meaning to them you know, in their pocket without having to sit down and understand how blockchain works. And I think that you know, we're all busy. Um, we all spend our lives you know, trying to get from one end of the week to the other. I think that um, if we can achieve that, that will be a, you know, that'll be a, a huge leap forward. Rob, for people that want to see the marketplace and how it all works, where should they go to? Sure. Well, if you want to, uh, you know, join the, the marketplace as is, just, um, just hit up um, Commission Factory and, you know, and, we, and we can do business no problem. If, you, you know, if you're operating a small, uh, medium or even large-scale enterprise and you want to get in touch and be part of the, um, of the event at the end of this year and get involved in a, a truly differentiating uh, coalition loyalty um, operation, then reach out and touch us. We'd be delighted to hear from you. Rob, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. Bless you, Greg. No problem, mate. Cheers.